Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! I recall the time they found those fossilized mosquitoes, and before long they were cloning DNA. Some irate velociraptors Well, believe me This has been one lousy day Jurassic Park is frightening in the dark All the dinosaurs are running wild Someone shut the fence off in the rain I admit it's kinda eerie But this proves Now we're at 73, episode 73. Oh, yeah, it's good memory. <laughs> um, what's going on, buddy? You had a, a nice weekend in Palm Springs? Yeah, it was nice. Um, it was nice. Uh, Palm Springs is a weird place. Because... Um, I don't think I've heard too many people say Palm Springs is a weird place. Oh, really? I don't think I, you can go there and think anything differently. So first of all, we stayed at this hotel called the Riviera. There's, I hear there's one in Vegas, Riviera. Yeah, well, it's not the same one. Um, but, like, you know, it's ultimately got everything that I think that I usually would want from a hotel. Pools. Multiple right. pools. Like, so they have one pool scene that's a huge... Party pool, and then there's an old folks. Pool. And there's an old folks pool that still has a bar and everything at it. Um, clientele's not up to snuff. <laughs> what does that mean? It's like I think when you go to Palm Springs, like I had this conversation with somebody. So I went there for a birthday party, and when they, those, that group wound up renting a house, I could have gotten in, but I. I didn't know if I was going to go for two days or just one. I'm going for two. Um, their house was great, and I was talking to one of the guys who were hanging out there, and I said, you know, like, everybody's just, like, a chromosome off here. And he's, I forget how I described it, but his, the way he described it was better. He's like, he's like, like, you get the feeling that everybody here has tried meth. They're not all on it, but they've, they've experienced it. So it's it. like a ray of culture. Well, you know what it was? It was mostly like muscle head guys. Okay. And I couldn't figure out if people, like, and some of them had families they were there with. And there was a fight at my hotel and police came. Oh, nice. Um, as expected. You know, there's a lot of juicers and stuff. And I don't know if these are people who live near there or, and this is like their big family vacation for the summer to come to like the pool party place. It's just, I don't know. And like, Girls all dress up like in like these extravagant dresses to go out in 115 degree heat. That's weird. You know, okay. it's not like there's a big. It's not a big cult. scene, so I don't know what you're doing. Anyway. I don't know. Enjoying the summer, Scott. Yeah. Young kids enjoying the summer. I know, but this is usually stuff that I would love, but I didn't love it. I mean, it was fine. I had a good time. My friend's party was great. 
He cooked a big dinner for everybody, and they had like a margarita machine. They they do themes to everything. This group of people, like everybody got a T-shirt, and everybody got a cup, and everything was uh, alliteration. Like every every evite and subsequent email about it involved alliteration with people's names and activities. Okay. You know. Yeah. Like. Anyway, but they're all really good, like, and they were very nice, and, and like we fit in right away, and that was cool. But it's just a weird place, and it's hot, you know. I don't know. Yeah. And and I travel with dogs. Just stressful, because you don't know. Like you're just waiting for your phone to ring for someone to be like they're just they won't shut up and stop barking. <laughs> when you left the dogs in the. Uh... The hotel room. Did anyone uh, complain that the dogs? Were no, I mean, it was a dog-friendly hotel too. You know, like, but no, no, never heard it. I mean, here's the thing: nobody ever answered the front desk telephone the entire time I was there, and I know this because I called about six times. Why were you calling six times? Well, um, there was a few things that I need. I needed to ask questions about. I know you love extra tells. No, no. But like, I needed like they have they had, they had a bike rental thing. I just wanted to know the details on it because in my hotel room they failed to give us a book with anything that happens in the hotel. There's a map that they give you when you check in that tells you that there's like five bars and three the, uh, pools. people that were in your room before probably rolled it up with some weed. I don't know, but there's no book. So finally, I had to walk down and be like, "Hey, can we get the book? Because in case we want to get like." Room service, and they had some photocopies. Oh, okay. Cool. Nice book. Um, you know, just things like that, like little things. I was just trying to get classy joint you got going. On. And and like failed to mention and, and checked in that I had dogs, so I had to go like you know, there's a deposit involved, and I just didn't want to deal with the headache of worrying about it, like. So I wanted to go down and take that, you know. So I kept calling the front desk. No one ever answered. I wanted to get my bill on the last day. Probably after the really? third time, or like they were like, "Oh God, this guy again!" No, no, nobody answered. They wouldn't know. I called every number at one point. You pushed zero. I pushed zero. Well, not just that. I mean, I called every <laughs> button. I did call zero though, because they said they they slipped a paper under my da- under my. This is so riveting. But they slipped a paper under my door on the last day to be like, "Hey, check out tomorrow. It's going to be pretty busy. So if you want to check out um, instead of coming down the lobby." Just press zero, or star six one one, and take care of it through that. Well, I called both of those multiple times, and there's no answer on either end. Okay, just not a real. I'm not. I wouldn't. Here's the thing: I'd go back there. I'm not like in love with going back there, but I would to the Riviera. Yeah. All right. Travel uh, or travel. Review from Scott. Seven minutes of Palm Springs complaints. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, that's all my notes. I'm sorry. Like my my first note is I can't believe you're wearing this Chargers T-shirt. Why? I've been I don't know. I've been bothered by it all day. Because like, you're a Cowboys fan. You're not even a Chargers fan. Look, if you give me a free T-shirt, I'm going to wear it. I don't know. Like, I got a free T-shirt at the uh, Cavs game. I didn't wear it. It's a comfortable shirt. Soft. I like the color. I know you like the color, but I don't know. Then you have to deal with people talking to you about the Chargers. Yeah. Not that many people want to talk to me. People don't see me and be like, hey, I need to talk to that guy. Especially the front desk guy at the room. Yeah, especially that guy. But no, like, uh, 
Yeah, I got a Rams one I wear all the time, too. Okay. L.A. convert here. No, so, I mean, I'm still a fan of him. If ever, you know. Like, when you were a kid, you didn't, like... No. You didn't wear hats of any teams. Like, I had hats for every team. We all did. No, never had it. Huh. Um, there's something called loyalty. Yeah, I could be loyal. I can also dress in clothes that I like. Okay. Um, my only note is that, did you see that the... Rose... Who's really a Chargers fan now, anyway? There's not a lot. Not a lot. Uh, especially now that they're, like, the red-headed stepchild of the uh, Los Angeles area. Um, booted out of San Diego, and no one wants to see them in LA. But anyway, um, my only note is the Connors. Oh, the new Roseanne show. The new Roseanne show. They're doing a show without Roseanne. I wanted to see what your thoughts on that was. Um, I mean, I I think it's worth trying. I don't think I'm interested. Well, I know in that it. they were under the gun because they had to pay everybody. They yeah. had to pay all the stars. They're already under contract for season two. Uh, but do you think it's going to be good without Roseanne? Is, I guess is my main thought on that. Like, do I? But do I? I don't know. Was it good bef- while she was on it? Yeah, it was a great show. I thought yeah, that was great. Yeah, I thought it was really funny. I mean, I like. I thought it was fine. I didn't. I, I still have two episodes sitting on my DVR. And I didn't watch yet. Um, I thought it was funny. Yeah, it was good. It was fun. Um, I, I guess I miss having the um, multicam sitcom like that whole because I think there's a. Um, I just don't know who's gonna watch. Who wants to watch a Roseanne show without Roseanne? Jerry Seinfeld said that they should just they brought Dan Connor back to life. Why not just have a new Roseanne? Wait, Jerry Seinfeld was giving his opinion on this? He was asked that he was at some sort of event and he like uh, he thought the firing was a little too much he said today. He's like she had already like he's like you don't murder someone that's committing suicide. Uh, like he's basically saying that she had already dug her grave and was probably going to leave the show to you coming out and making a spectacle spectacle of her firing was pretty ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think what they should have done, uh, if I was the president of ABC, I would have made the first episode or even make this whole season about her, the character doing something stupid and having to pay the consequences of it. I think one... She's in prison? You bring... No, not that bad, but... Um... I think that, uh... Yeah. I think that you, um... Yeah, then, like, you, you have her pay her penance out in public. Everybody get... Everybody wins out of it. You know what I mean? Okay. No? You don't agree? You too worried about what that noise is? I don't know what the hell's going on. Um, um, so, I don't know. I just don't think I want a Roseanne show without Roseanne. So, all right. So you're not going to watch it. I'm probably not going to watch it. You probably watch the first episode and be like, "Yeah, they they're they're not getting it." Or, "Wow, they pulled it off." I don't need a whole show about Sarah Gilbert. That's my feeling on that. 
Uh, so what else we got going? Um, that's all I got. I, I honestly, I mean, other than that, we got uh, we just we we just got what we're going to be talking about today. What are we talking about? We're going to talk about the new Jurassic World sequel, and then uh, we're going to talk about some sports like the draft, the World Cup, and the free agency is about to start. And then we were going to review our favorite award show of the year, the MTV Movie Awards. Another year, another award show for MTV. Basically making uh, up awards for people that they want to give awards to. Right. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, so I guess we should just start there. Okay, really? Okay. We'll just put, do sports at the end. All right. So... Uh, what were your thoughts on the? Uh, how do you want to start? Did you? Are you going like as? A, well, I I did. I mean, are we doing the timeline like last time? Yeah, I mean, I, I look. I I took notes in a timeline manner, but I didn't take notes on everything because I just couldn't do it. Right. All I know is that Tiffany Haddish came out, did a whole spoof on uh, on um, Black Panther, and that surprised nobody. Which wasn't very funny. And then when they cut back to the crowd, Kristen Bell was. Miming that it was amazing. Yeah, like she was just talking to everyone. That yeah. was amazing. You're right. I was wondering. I what? Like that was no way near amazing. Her standards are really low. I mean, she had to know the camera was on her at that point to say that, right? Where do you come out on Kristen Bell? She's just not in my life. It's not in my life either. I mean, I liked Frozen, I guess, as much as any four-year-old man can like Frozen. Four-year-old single non-dad can like Frozen. Hey, Court, your buddy, while we're driving, recommended the show that she's on Oh, with Ted Danson. That's right. Um, Although I can't imagine any CBS show being good. Oh, it was a Netflix show. Oh, it's okay. It's on Netflix. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, that just seems like par for the course for me with her. She seems like she really wants to be liked. But it's perfect marriage for MTV because MTV just really wants to be liked. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they reminded us again that it was the uh, only award show that was gender-free. Okay. Well, let's talk about that Wakanda skit in the beginning. Um, I did like that they tried it because it's going back to the old school way they used to do it. It's like Billy Crystal used to do. Well, no, no, no. No, the like the, the beginning of the MTV Awards, like... No, I know, but Billy Crystal used to do that in the Oscars, where he put himself in the scenes. Did he do it before, like, who, who the first, the, like, ben, the Ben Stiller one, the Mission Impossible 2, Kicking right, Impossible, yeah. those weren't before Billy Crystal? Titani? No. When he and Vince Vaughn pinched Billy, Titanic, the sequel? Billy Crystal, I don't know. We'll have to do some research. Um, and get back to you if anyone's riveted to hear about that. Um, all right. So anyway, I like that they did that, but yes, it didn't really work. But like, I don't know. Like you knew it was coming, you know, you knew that they had to start off with, uh, with Black Panther. So Black Panther was all over this thing. Yeah. Um, so I guess the first award was scene stealer. You know, before that I got some notes. So I don't know if I'm Tiffany Haddish's, um, audience. She like just, she just got accepted to the academy, to, so now she's voting for 
Yeah. All right. I have no problem with it. Whatever. But I just think that I don't like. I, I don't mean that I don't like her or that you know. I'm not. I'm not. A, I don't want her to not have rights. <laughs> You know, or no, any. I think she that. probably has earned her way to anything that she gets. I just don't think that I'm the right. Like, her comedy to me seems so one note, and I just feel like maybe I'm missing something. Like, I'm not blaming her. I'm, I'm looking in. I'm looking inwardly. But did you see Girls Trip? I did. I didn't really laugh at it. Oh, I thought it was funny. Yeah, most people did. So I mean. It seemed really like obvious jokes to me. Yeah, it was obvious jokes, but I don't know. I kind of like her, but it's going to be this Amy Schumer thing where she, like, is too much uh, in everything, and then she's going to burn out, and people are going to, she's going to have to take a break. That's a great call. I think, I mean it in the same way that I don't know if, like, I, yeah, like, exactly. She's going to, I don't know how much range there is there, how much you can be the self-deprecating version of yourself. Yeah. And I get it. That's what's popular because you're not fully self-deprecating, but you're self-deprecating enough that men and women both like you, you know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, there's something that gets old about, about that. Um, I don't know. Like I could have picked out almost all of her bits before they happen because I know the playbook she's going to go by. Right. But... Um, you know, the first thing that comes up to me after that was, I just was, I wrote down that MTV loves how diverse it is. Oh, yeah. Like, it's... That's the only way it can differentiate differentiate themselves from the other award shows and make it, like, some sort of relevance. Right. Um, Like, I'm not saying they shouldn't be. I just think that they really, they, they're hurting their hands for patting themselves on the back a little too hard about it. Yeah. You know, like... They're uh, they're very they're they're very outward. It's like good, good, good that you are, but it's like that that friend who has to post everything on Facebook that's all the injustices in the world to show you that they are that they know about them. Yeah, you know, um, they don't specifically do anything about them. They just <laughs> tell you that these things are bothering them, and that's can that's their activism. That is MTV. Yeah, uh, and that's what this entire show. Is. It also is shows that there's two shows that they wanted to promote, and the people in the shows thought that uh, this was the most important award show, like in the history of awards. So who who thought that? Riverdale. Okay. Which is our first award coming up? All right. And uh, Stranger Things. Well, that's because now you're talking about kids. They're all kids. Right. So. Let's, let's, let's. But I really want someone to be like, you know, really, people are going to, most people have don't watch this. I know two 40-year-old guys that watch it on a podcast. Well, we're watching it because of the podcast. I probably wouldn't have watched it. I would have watched it. I would have. And I'm embarrassed to admit I would have. Um, but yeah, you're right. So, like, I know as a kid, MTV was, like, awesome to me. And so I could see myself being that excited about it. But I don't think those kids are watching MTV now. And MTV isn't... I I mean, I I can't speak for younger generations and their thoughts on MTV, but it doesn't strike me as the epitome of cool or the central of cool that it used to be. No, it can't be. There's no... They don't have any... Well, they have Teen Mom, Challenge. uh, What other shows are on there? 
Teen Wolf? Is Teen Wolf on it? I think so. Uh, I I guess, I think that's on CW or something. Oh, maybe it is on BB. Anyway, um, yeah, it's a bunch of reality shows. It's not... It's not music. It's Yeah, so like... They tried to bring back TRL, but I don't know how that's gone. Um, But back when we were, when MTV was like during our age, there was music videos. TRL was like huge. You were like all excited to see the next... Video. But even before that, like, when we were younger kids, like, before TRL, it was like, it set the standard for everything, you know? Like, your music you got from it, um, style, like, you, you know, like, everything on MTV was, was, was cool. I don't find that kids would be going there for that same thing now. So you're right, for kids to get excited about it, it seems a little staged. Yeah. Um... But also, you're dealing with child actors who are really just starved for uh, attention and love from somebody and will be doing copious amounts of drugs for the rest of their lives to <laughs> try to make up for that. So, let's go into your scene stealer. Well, our scene stealer was the girl from Riverdale. She won the award. Uh, I actually watched the first season of this show. Oh, you did? I have. I've seen it. It's, uh, it's a really, it started, like, really cool in terms of, like, visual, visually and the concept and everything, but it wore out its welcome, I think, like, five episodes in. But, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think this girl has ever, she came up there and she was, like, amazed by it. And, like, she just came up and she goes, I didn't even, like, like, come up with a speech, thanks. And then she, like, ran off. And I was just like, you're never going to probably win anything in, <laughs> again. And you're nominated for something. Just be, come on, write something. Okay. Well, how do you feel about that? I, I mean, I, I don't even, I fast forwarded because I didn't know who she was. And she was, she seemed very normal. So She I didn't say forward. anything. She just said, I wasn't prepared to win this. And then walked out. Okay. Well, I'm not saying she's not going to win anything. She's what, like 17? Who knows? You're saying that now. Like, 20 years from now, she could saying, be, like, on her fourth Oscar. I'm just saying. I'm not MTV, putting out there I have I, a feeling MTV tells you before you show up if you're going to win. I'm pretty sure they do. So why isn't she prepared to say something? Maybe she didn't think it was as cool. I'm with you. But what, was, what, did she upset somebody you thought should have won? No, I didn't even, like... I didn't write <laughs> down who was in the friggin' thing. Do you, do you have the list up of who was in it? No, I didn't. I didn't. I think this might even be it's like one of like three awards maybe that I well there's only like five so I didn't really I didn't really take too many notes on the awards I was more thinking of writing things like why is Taco Bell trying so hard to be the voice of young people shows like they're in every break they are and Uncle Drew yeah well the movies always get a lot of commercials on this sort of thing but Taco Bell's trying really hard to like be the fast food company for kids. And so they should. It's delicious. Okay. <laughs> um, what's, what's next? All what right. else you got? Because I'm sure mine's way ahead so of you. So the frightful performance, most frightful performance. Oh, no. We're all right. We're in the same place. Um, I didn't write down who won. It was Will from Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. But, and he inspires people. That's what he came up there to talk about. That uh, he inspires a bunch of people. Um, that's a- I, I, was, I was happy that... Uh, 
that Black Mirror episode got nominated. The one where she, the... The Star Trek one? Yeah. I thought that was uh, an interesting uh Well, none of those kids would have seen that. Um, no, the, but the best part about Will from Stranger Things winning something, it's like the first time he's ever been relevant. Like, yeah. two seasons of that show, the guy's never been relevant. Big problem for Will, though, from Stranger Things, is that his voice is changing. It is, it is not it is not working out well for him. I mean, what's going to happen, they all knew it. Kids from Stranger Things, their voices are changing. But Will, that's not, it's not working. Um, Alright, so... Um, then the next was Best Hero. So, Olivia Munn and Zazie Beats comes out. They're both wearing, like, basically the same type of dress that show their boobs. Like that center cut boob dress. Yeah. And one's 20 years older than the other. <laughs> yeah, true. And and the one that's 20 years older is always really hot, but it's, like, really obvious when you're on a kid's show. Because when your agent says yes to everything, these things are going to happen for you. Should yeah. she say no to... Does Olivia Munn say no to anything? No. She's a part she of doesn't. everything. She is. Uh, so the winner is the Black Panther guy. Who's got an award show this week? <laughs> so let's talk about this. So he, Bozeman brings the guy who saved all the people at the Waffle House. Okay? Yeah. Um, and he's like, you didn't know I was going to do this, did you, buddy? And he's like, look it up. Why isn't he at the same table as them? Like, you're bringing this guy, and he's off in like a far-off land. Like, he has to search the crowd for this guy. Um, and he like gives his award to the guy who saved all the people. Um, but wait, you don't just you can't just take that as a, as a really nice thing. It was a really nice thing, but why wasn't he at his table? He can't be at the table. Why does he have to like be in the back? If this is so important, and he knew that he was going to give this, I mean, MTV knew he was going to bring him up, probably. I don't know. I mean, Maybe they why just else invite him. There? Maybe they just invited him. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he got an award that they didn't show. I don't know. If Bozeman knew he was going to bring the guy up, he should have had him at the table. And he's got weight because he is Black Panther, and the whole show was Black Panther. That's true. Uh, but it's still cool. Okay. Then we got Best Kiss. Oh yeah. I, I wish we could have bet on that, because I would have bet on, on that one. That was an interesting get-up that guy had, that he was wearing. No comment. What was the... <laughs> what was the name of the movie? Simon. Oh, yeah. Or something. Some, something Simon. Yeah. Um, uh, then we have uh, Best Comedic Performance. Wonder who was going to win this one. Oh. The, the host. Dude. Ball trip. Wait a second. Before that, before that, they did the Kylo Ren sketch with the high waisted pants. Oh my pants. god! So that was so long. Yeah, it was pretty that funny was, at first, but then yeah, it went on. It was a long skit. Um, but uh, what did you? How did you feel about Jack Black getting nominated in the best comedic performance? Oh, for Jumanji. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even know that he did. He was. Okay. He lost to Tiffany Haddish. Well, yeah, that was really bad that she won her own. And she didn't know, so she came out in a robe. Yeah, that was all ridiculous. <laughs> She's like, oh, I didn't even know I was going to win. I was in the middle of changing, and they told me to just throw on a robe and come out here. 
and I'll see you later. Yeah, it was ridiculous. <laughs> this whole show's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. Okay. Uh, then you got Best Reality Series. I guess I did write all these awards down. Why? It's the challenge not nominated on MTV's Best Reality Because nobody really watches it. I know you think people Dude, watch no, it. No, but MTV has been, like, pumping this thing out. Like, why isn't this nominated? Because MTV would be above putting people in their current show. Oh. Jersey Shore people came out. They just did it with Tiffany Haddish right before. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. But Jersey Shore people came out on the show. Yeah, but they weren't nominated. They weren't. Um, but I was like, why are they doing this? The reason that this it doesn't matter. They just wanted to get Kim needed, Kardashian. Exactly. I was like, why would they even have this? Oh, the Kardashians are here. They had their own table, just chilling there. Yeah. Um, then we get best villain. How'd you feel about the best villain? Um, I don't know if I have that one. Michael, Michael B. Jordan. Oh yeah, yeah. Of course he was. No, no problem with any of that. I like that the uh, the uh, the guy from uh, Thor Ragnarok, the director. The Rock guy was nominated for that, wasn't he? Or was that Best Comedic Performance? I don't know. I think that was Best Comedic Performance. I literally fast-forwarded through most Dude, of Dude, then how are we stuff. supposed to talk about this here? Are we not? We're three-quarters through the show. <laughs> I've been managing all right. Um, all right, so then you got Lena Waithe, who won the Trailblazer Award. So, Common... Wait a second. Do you have a favorite Jonas Brother? No. You're not bringing up any of the musical performances. Oh, yeah. They were all terrible. I know. But he did it with a guy named Mustard. I know. You don't want to name yourself Mustard. <laughs> I thought they were making a joke. He goes together like Jonas and Mustard. I was like, what does that mean? I had to rewind that. Yeah. So, so What was the first performance? Um, I don't remember. Um, two girls that I've never heard of before. Oh, They're yeah. like younger... Um, anyway, uh, but no, then Common comes out, and Common comes to introduce Alina Waite. Do you think if you hung out with Common, like, the way we hang out, that he only talks... Yes. ...the way that he talks in, like, commercial... Like, he always just talks like a, like, like, a, like a speech. Hey, Common, what'd you think of the MTV Awards? And he's like, the MTV Awards are about... The things that you don't have being different than the things that you want. So if you really want something, you gotta watch the. You know, like no comment. Just what, did did you enjoy him? You know, <laughs> like I he talks like that about everything. Yeah, it's like this cadence. It's like he's just quiet. so he introduces Lena Waite, and I just think poor seasons are. <laughs> yeah, poor seasons are exactly because the world. Like, look, she's a. I mean. I don't know. She didn't like, seem to do a lot. That's all, that's all I'm saying. If you're getting a Trailblazer Award... Well, hold on before you speak She's his. done some things. Right. But I wouldn't give this woman, like, an award for... But I think it has to do with the fact that, you know, that it's not just... It's not just... I understand she's, that she's... But it's, like, what she's done in, with her, like, in the community and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's her sure activism. Sure, we can find some... Uh, other it has to do with her activism as well. Okay. And she's someone, considering what they're pumping out, she's what they want to promote. Like, it's inclusion of all different kinds, which is a nice message. But, 
Uh, I just felt like poor Aziz and Zari because, you know, them working together kind of helped put the, each other yeah. in them. And now he's like so ostracized, he can't even come give her the freaking award. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Is he still in the uh, gangster? Is he still in the Me Too jail? I think so. I don't know. I don't think people know what to do with that one yet. Like, it's like that Saturday Night Live skit this year. Like, yeah. people just don't know what to say about it. I mean, I've had the conversation with a lot of people, and it's pretty split. I think uh, Louis C.K. is, like, on his way back. <laughs> yeah. He, like, did some sort of, or he scheduled some sort of uh, event. He'll, I don't, I mean, he, he's simply the kind of guy that's going to say, he's going to poke fun at himself, he's going to be very self-deprecating and very apologetic, and it might just work for him. Yeah. Uh, Aziz... I don't know, um, because he didn't really do. I mean, and it's it's really questionable if he did anything really that wrong. I don't know. All right, all right. So then, the Jersey Shore people come out. I, these people are horrible. Well, first of all, why is Snooki and Jaywell not there? That's the people you want there. Is it? That's who you want there. If you're in the Jersey Shore, yeah. I don't know who I would want. They had their own show. The other people didn't have their own show, spin-off show. That's true. Uh, Pauly D had something. Um, my situation is just a mess. Just him, just just looking at him is just kills me. Um, all right, best on-screen team. Um, wait. So that's what they introduced, right? Um, and the winner was it. So that guy from uh, Stranger Things was having a pretty good night. He was just popping from table to table. Did you notice that? The guy that the kid that's in both movies, Finn Wolf, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I didn't notice. I mean, I know that he was in both, but I didn't see him popping back and forth. He's popping back and forth. They were right next. You were really on top of the table situation. Yeah, I was doing this for research. I was watching very intently, not fast forwarding. Um, so they brought all their moms. Like, why can't the dads get something here? Why is it always the moms? Oh, man. All right. So then the river... Wait, but you know what's even, what's even better is um, that when they receive the award, they, like, they're like, oh, thanks, Pauly D. You know, yeah, or whatever. thanks, Pauly D. Like, that's them kind of making fun of... The, I, I took that as them making fun of the Jersey Shore people. Like, that's how uncool the Jersey Shore people... Anyway. Um, and yet, Paul ID is worth twenty million bucks. Were you mad that no Jumanji won? And no, Jumanji's not going to win. If it's going to win anything, it's going to be at the MTV Awards. Exactly. All right, um, we're almost done. We are. So Riverdale group comes out and they do uh, the genderless. They talk about genderless best TV performance, and uh, Millie Bobby Brown wins. That's right. And she's not there because she somehow hurt herself. She right. said that she was injured or something. And then she starts ranting about bullying. Well, you know why? Yeah, she, she, like, like, left, she left Twitter, yeah. Yeah, because they were doing some mean stuff to her. They were, like, using her, her as a meme or something. Yeah. Um, so she wins that, and then we get to the Generation Award. Which will tie into our, our thing tonight. So, 
what's her face comes out or uh, who are the two people? It's Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza and, and Bryce Dallas and Howard. They both come out and they're like, "We've worked with this guy. He's such a great guy. Let's show this clip of him getting the Generation Award." The Generation Award only had, like, clips from three things. Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, Parks and Rec, and Jurassic Park. That was it. Well, they showed, like, the Lego movie, a piece of that. Oh, yeah, they showed the Lego movie. And Passengers. I didn't see the Passengers uh, it's, I mean, I, maybe they didn't. Maybe, you know, I'll hold off on saying they showed Passengers. I'm not sure. Um, so he walks up there and just starts... Screaming God stuff. He had nine things to tell people, and like half of them were about God. Which I'm fine with. That he's religious. Right. But do we have to have five things about God in your speech? We get it. You are, uh, you're very religious. And you want people to follow that. Well, again, if you're trying to... I'm just going to keep playing devil's advocate. If you're trying to give a good message to kids, knowing that this is predominantly a kid audience show, you know, maybe you're just throwing that out there like that. Generation Award, Chris Pratt. Never thought you'd ever say that, would you? No. (laughs) I don't think I ever put much thought into ever bringing up the Generation Award. When I saw him on uh, Parks and Rec, I said, you know, one day... This guy's going to win a Generation Award. Although I do like him. Sure. He's a, he's a likable guy in all these big blockbusters. Hold uh, on. I, I, um, I decided to Google up um, past Generation Award honorees. And I'm just going to tell you who else. There was the Fast and the Fear of oh, Vin Diesel. All right. Vin Diesel. Mark Wahlberg. Ben Stiller. Mark Wahlberg has a resume, though. Will Smith. Will Smith has a resume. Robert He's Downey Jr. Movies. Robert Downey Jr. Johnny Depp. Reese Witherspoon. Jamie Foxx. Sandra Bullock. Jim Carrey. Tom Cruise. Mike Myers and Adam Sandler. Is he that far off from them? I mean, I guess right now he's the top of his game. Or top of the movie game, I would say. He makes the most money at this point. Um, So, I don't know. I just don't... I wouldn't say he needs a generation award just yet. Um, So then Zendaya comes out. um, Which I like Zendaya. I'm a fan. You're a fan? Yeah. You haven't seen a great showman yet, right? No. Um, it's, it's you can go ahead and ask me that question every year subsequently from here on out for the rest of you our lives. You should watch it. And the answer You're going to like it. All right. Put it on the list. Um, best movie performance goes to... That's me putting <laughs> it on the list. Uh, Bozeman. So he comes up and gives a, finally gets a speech. He gives us his, his speech for the show. Um... Then Mandy Moore comes up and uh, gives the Best Show Award. Now, why is Gronish in this Best Show Award? I noticed that. Did you notice that? 
Do you even know what grownish is? Yeah, it's blackish with, with the girl yeah. going to college. It's like a different world from the Cosby show. Does anyone watch the show? I, I don't know. Apparently they watch it because it, it's nominated for best show. She came up um, and she gave an award, the girl from it. No, I think they uh, um, introduced a musical. Okay, but I'm just saying. Yara? I, I just, do we need... <laughs> no one's even heard of the show. Who do you think she won, Roseanne? There, there's other shows that you could put in for Grownish that more people so, watch and like. So what one? Um, was it Stranger Things? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then they all came up and we're all excited again. Um, well, also they're excited because Millie Bobby Brown's not there, so like they finally get to talk. <laughs> like the little boys. I'm not sure. Okay. No. She's not sure either. So Lady Gaga <laughs> comes up, or they don't even like go through the award. They just say she won it. Best documentary. Oh. They don't even go through. Uh, the I wondered, I didn't see the beginning. I just okay. I saw that she was there. And she like just pops up, and uh, she gives the best movie award, um, and Black Panther wins, and everyone comes up and doesn't even like look at Lady Gaga. She's like this huge star, and like Bozeman and all the people from Black Panther don't even like give Lady Gaga a look. They just turn and like get to the podium. I'm just like, what is going on here? You don't like Lady Gaga getting the snub? No, she got snubbed. <laughs> you know what was interesting about the MTV Awards this year is She's there were not nearly as many movie ads. You know, Every year they bring out the full cast of movies yeah. to get them to show up so they can promote their movies. They didn't do that this year. That's true. Is it because movies are less relevant and that's why they added TV instead? Um, I don't know what the... Uh, maybe they wanted to shorten the show. I mean, let's think about it. Movies are in a tough spot right now. Why is like, that? Because... I mean, they're making a shit ton of money right now. But only, like, very few. It making. seems like every weekend there's movies right now making a ton of And then you look at, like, this movie pass business that's starting to happen, right? And so now it's, like, have movies priced themselves out. If you're not an event, why would you go see that movie? Well, the as glad you said something about that because uh, the filmmakers of Gotti yeah. are blaming movie pass, saying that if the movie pass... If they got the viewers from the people that went to see their movie without using MoviePass, that they would have made like fourteen million bucks already. But because the MoviePass, but like nobody, people, but that's the that's the chicken and the egg. People wouldn't have gone to see it if they didn't have MoviePass. Yeah, that's interesting. We uh, got to see that thing. I got to see that. They should release that on DVD or on streaming now. Yeah. You're right, because people will want to see. It's like, don't wait six months when nobody remembers how bad you were. Yeah. Do it now. All right, so... Uh, speaking of movies... Speaking of a big movie that came out, made a lot of money. So can you believe this movie made a lot of money? Like, I didn't think that it would have the legs that it had. Were you surprised, or were you... No, I knew it was... That, movie was, that franchise is just huge. You knew it was going to make a lot of money. I don't know. I, did, I didn't expect it to. So, all right, so 
we both had kind of the similar uh, thoughts on it, but we'll we'll talk this out. Um, I got a lot of notes. I've already kind of forgotten it. So okay. okay. But but so what are your what were your thoughts on it? I thought it was awful. Okay. Um, I, I looked at like I, I have like Rotten Tomatoes because it's got like a fifty, which means it's pretty much half and half. And the first one I just look at is this without question the best Jurassic Park sequel. And I'm like, how in the world could you have watched that movie and thought that it's so we've changed from people versus dinosaurs to people and dinosaurs versus people. Are we people. doing spoiler here? Or are we doing? Is there anything to spoil? Yeah, maybe not. I will. We'll we'll leave the one twist out of it. The one main twist on it. I don't even know what that twist would be. Um, Is it at the ending? That's why... That's one of my notes, why it shouldn't have been a bigger deal. So, the problem with the movie is that the setup is so horribly put together that it ruins the rest of the movie. So, it starts off that there's a volcano on the island that's going to erupt, and all these dinosaurs are going to get destroyed. Right. So, there's... A worldwide conference talking about, or nationwide, on whether or not the government should intervene and protect the animals. All right? So Bryce Dallas Howard, who ran the place in the last episode, or the last movie, is like now a lobbyist. And she's trying to get votes for people to like agree that they should go save the dinosaurs. At the same day that this conference is going on, she's, like, in her office. Their entire, like, their entire business revolves around this. They would be there or have the conference on. It would be televised. The thing wasn't even on. They had to get breaking news. Right. Um, That annoyed me so much. Um, You would think they would just be, like, at the conference, like testifying because she was like one running the place and whether or not she should I mean you got um, Ian Malcolm who Jeff Goldblum who comes what, in for like a second that's what I thought your twist was going to be no okay but I mean he comes in for like a minute and probably got paid like a million bucks yeah for one day um, and then uh, so they the court case loses and immediately <clears throat> a private investor who seemingly worked for <clears throat> the guy who ran the place. Um, what was his name? Uh, Richard Attenborough from the first movie. Uh, um, we'll, we'll, um, all right, keep going. So the people that run his estate are like, all right, we're going to go save these dinosaurs and we need you to go and we need to get the raptor who only... Uh, What's his face? Um, Chris Pratt, our generation award winner, uh, can can find, um, which seemed to be uh, it had a tracker, so anyone could have found it. Um, not one point in this movie, and this is what annoyed me the whole them getting to the island. Did they talk about this volcano? Oh yeah, that You're at right. any point, like. In the first movie, Jeff Goldblum, all his... He was there for the audience. He was always asking the questions. Like, well, what happens if this happens? What happens if right. this happens? 
They just go, all right, let's go to the island. Not one point do they go, all right, so what's the contingency plan if the ship blows up? Was it Hammond? John Hammond. Yeah. That's his name, right? Something like that, yeah. Okay, I think it's John Hammond. So, John Hammond? No, I want to say Daryl Hammond, but it's, I think it's John Hammond. But, like, you're everyone's just going to the island nonchalantly, hey, not even worried about this volcano that has, that's about to erupt. Um, and there's no contingency plans. No one's even talking about it. These young scientists uh, who look like they're in their 20s are like, yeah, let's go. You know? I'm not going to an island that's about uh, to blow up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Lava's hot. And there was a lot of scenes where they were really close to lava and, like, they didn't even seem to, like... Yeah, it didn't... Right, right. Um, so just the setup of it, I just wanted to bring that up. I'm not going to go through the whole plot. It was just so horribly flawed. And then, here's another thing. Right now, on CNN, you can video... You can, there's a live video of a lot of the eruption. <laughs> <clears throat> These guys were supposed to be, like, doing this secretly... You would think if this thing was such a big deal that they would have, like, live video of this dinosaur island that's about to blow up. Like, they wouldn't be able to sneak out of there with the dinosaurs. Like, they would have 24-7 video, news feeds, all this shit, waiting for this island to blow up and all these dinosaurs die so that the world can see all the dinosaurs die. Um, <clears throat> it just was so annoying. <clears throat> it felt like they didn't care about that. <clears throat> I don't know. So the setup was just really bad. That it kind of took away from the movie. There was a couple good sequences, like when the volcano erupted. I enjoyed that. All the running. Sure. Um, although they just were like, alright, well Chris Pratt's just going to be under the water. They don't show how he like, like dives off the cliff or anything. Like There's no connect- connective tissue. They're just like, alright... He's underwater now, and he's saving uh, Bryce Dallas Bryce Dallas Howard, which was uh, not very good action uh, editing one hundred and one. You know, you don't you just see the guy running, and then he disappears. There's all these dinosaurs coming in lava, and then he just shows up at a different place that's like an impossible. You got to show him at least jump off, and you're like, oh well, maybe he dies or something. I don't even mm-hmm. remember half of this stuff. I don't even know how you remember this. I wrote it down. I've got it written. That's good, because I don't even remember, like, the first half of the movie. So now all the dinosaurs are captured, and they bring them back to a house. Yeah. They're like, hey, bring them back to my house. Yeah. That's Now that's right. <laughs> so that they can auction them off to people, uh, rich people, to put in their backyards, I guess. Yeah. Who wants the dinosaur? Who wants a dinosaur? Do you want a dinosaur? No. They look pretty vicious. My ne- my de- my five year old nephews would love one. Over the course Not of, get of the Jurassic Park like worldwide phenomenon, there's been a lot of attacks that have probably been in the news. I don't think anyone's like, oh yeah, yeah. I, I really want a T Rex in my back right? yeah. backyard. I don't know. And not just that, but it's like all hybrid dinosaurs too. Well, it's just one hybrid. Okay, there's only one. Um. But I was talking about the little girl, the twist behind the little girl, who had a perfect hiding spot. She's racing around this dinosaur, and she's in this dumbwaiter, and she's in a perfect hiding spot. I can't get to her, and she, like, goes up to her bed and gets under the covers. 
That's right. Yeah, okay. Um, But yeah, so at this point, we have, um, you know, the people trying to save the dinosaurs versus the people, like, who are trying to sell the dinosaurs. So... And I guess the uh, the special forces guy that we're supposed to kill, uh, Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard on the island, and then they find out that they're at the house and they just put him in a jail cell. Like, why wouldn't they kill them right away? That's a good point. It's like uh, in Austin Powers, right. where they're like, you don't want to see us die? No, I'm just going to feel like everything just went according to plan. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was just, uh, I like the opening too, the dino crocodile thing, but that never even came out. Like all of a sudden it just was showed up at the end. You would thought it was like going to be part of the movie. Um, it like escapes and then just shows up at the end where surfers are. So, you know, I'm going to say the thing about this movie that it lacked is the same thing I felt like. Solo lacked, which is just any moments, any memorable moments, anything that makes you be like, oh, yeah, like, that's the thing about I remember about this movie. Like, there's nothing memorable about it. And, like, there's nothing, the way that Star, that Solo had no Star Wars lore other than using the characters' names in, like, some dialogue. This didn't really have any of the heart or the fear that went into yeah. like any of the dress yeah there was like no nuance to anything like as I said on the last one you know you come out of it going wow that Steven Spielberg is a pretty good director yeah because everything like he took his time he developed the characters there was like setups that came back later um you know there was like alright so he explains all the things about the dinosaurs and then you see the dinosaurs actually like using what he was talking about like there's connective tissues and it made like the movie like you know you feel like you're in the movie this one was just like all right we gotta hit all these points uh you know we've got a guy who's fighting uh a group of uh trained military guys and he's kicking all their asses i'm like these guys would kick the shit out of chris pratt yeah. You know, these guys are like trained military forces, you know? Um, and there's just like the whole thing, like, where the poison gas was going to kill all the dinosaurs. And they're just in the same room and they're not feeling like the gas is, like, it's like bellying through the, like, the ventilation system is all fucked up. And they're just like, all right, well, this, it'll kill the dinosaurs, but we're good. Right. I don't right. know. It's just like things just left. There's no story consistency. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I mean, it's, you know, I get that there's only so many times you can see a T-Rex or Velociraptors and be scared. You know what I mean? Like, there's just so much you can do with it without playing the hits every time. Yeah. But this still does some of that stuff, but not... There's got to be a better story to get them off the island. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, definitely you could skip it. Yeah, all I know is Jeff Goldblum. Good thing he came back. He was in for uh, a total of uh, three minutes, and probably made a million dollars. 
I, I, yeah, I, I honestly, it's been like a week since we saw it almost. I can't remember anything about it. Like, I really... It hasn't even... Yeah, it was like last Thursday, and I, I, don't, I don't... I just remember the second half. I remember the guy from um, The Sons of the Lambs being the bad guy and being like the terribly over-the-top version of a bad guy. And then his, like, when he finally gets the end of his character, it's just not even, like, dramatic or suspenseful. You know, like, in the first Jurassic Park, when that guy from Se- Newman, from Seinfeld, like, right. was gonna steal the steal the stuff, and he, like, you know, was driving to the dock, and, like, there was that whole sequence of him, like, getting into the accident, and then, like... Yeah. I mean... That was just so intense. Right. It's suspense. And this really guy suspense. just shows up and he goes, oh, this door's open. Let me, uh... He's <laughs> like, who are you? You know, like, he didn't see this new dinosaur, so he's trying to, like, go check it out. And you knew that it was just going to wake up. I mean, there was no suspense to it. It was just like, all right, this guy's just going to walk in this cage and die. Yeah. Uh, I really want to like it. I actually got to interview Jay Bay- Bayona. Uh, Monster calls. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. Movie. And I really liked him. Like he's a really, and he's like a really creative. He's really in that cut from that Spielberg cl- uh, cloak of wanting to, you know, kit like a, a viewer, like viewing things from the kids, but perspective. But I just didn't feel like he he pulled that off with this. Did you uh, like Monster Calls? I did. Yes, yeah, it, it was yet. good. Um, you know, it, I. If you never see it, you'll be fine. But I liked it. <laughs> I think that's for most movies. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> if you don't see it, you're going to be fine. Um, all right, so we don't recommend Jurassic Park. No. And I didn't mean to not add a lot. I just, I honestly, it was so forgettable that I forgot half the stuff. That, I, I, like, forgot about them getting off the island, even. Did you, now that I told you about the girl, do you remember her twice? I, I Even do, when her, when I her don't. twist comes along, like it's so like matter of fact. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it just cuts to them driving, and then that's the end of the movie. Like you'd think they'd have a conversation about it. This girl just, you know, like heard something that was shocking to her, and probably is going to change her life forever. And uh, we don't even like get a moment that the that they're like, you're going to be fine. We're gonna take care of you. You know, you know they don't have that scene like in the first Sam Neil. Sam Neil is like the protector, you know. Yeah. Mm. All right. Well, let's anyway. go. On, let's go to sports. <laughs> let's move to sports. All right. So, what happened in the world of wide world of sports here? So we'll start with soccer. We'll just get that out of the way. We just watched Argentina go through. Yep. Um, There's a lot of uh, crying in uh, soccer. By fans or by players? Players. Well, it, means, like it. It, mean, it means a lot. Apparently. Everyone's crying. Um, kind of a BS no call of a handball today, but you, in, in, the, in, that, in the Argentina game, kind of thought that they, the last two games, the refs have kind of really helped Argentina on their way through, or not the last two, two last three, they, they really helped Argentina not fall out of this. Um, it's interesting because I, you know, here in Los Angeles is a widespread city of multicultural places. I watched the first two weeks or the first two rounds of games 
for the most part, in Santa Monica. There's a lot of European-centric white people. So everybody was rooting for, like, Iceland and, you know, and going out to the Valley, which is a lot more uh, Hispanic culture. Everybody was, like, really rooting hard for Argentina and rooting for the, you know, Hispanic countries. It's interesting. It's good to be a part of all of it in different places. It's fun. Um, but... Uh, all my bets are not looking good, so okay. that stinks. But um, but we're getting into the stage now where it's single elimination. Yes, in the next few days. So no more ties no after more ties. after Thursday. I don't like I don't like that there's. Uh, oh, so they go to the shootout. They well, they go to overtime and then shootout. Okay, so I don't like the fact that uh, and I lost my train of thought. Oh, that there's multiple games on at once. Oh, now. See, I like it. Especially when one has so much to do with the other. It's awesome that in real time, this happens, so then this happens. I know, but the thing about soccer is you really have to, like, just... It's not a sport where you can just jump around. That's true. It is hard. You have to get into the flow of the whole thing. You're you're absolutely right there. But that's the thing is you just have to, like, pick which game you're going to... And I had that problem yesterday... Because of the Spain game, like I like Spain a lot. I like a lot of their players. That was going on at the same time as the Portugal game. Portugal was, you know, fighting for its life against Iran, and either either one of those teams was getting in, and um, so that was a lot more exciting game than the Spain game. But everything changed at the exact same time, and uh, I got lost following the Portugal game because I was so into the speed. So, yes, you're right. You're absolutely right. It is something that requires a lot of paying attention. So I think you just got to zero in on one and say, okay, I'm watching this game, and when you and you just keep an eye on the other without watching it, just checking the score to see how does it affect what I'm here. So I get it. That's it's interesting because I kind of like I like I like how they do the live results. Thing where they pop up, they're like, if, the, if this as remains it if, as it stands, if this uh, remains like this, then this person goes to this, uh, or this team goes into the next round. I enjoy that. It, uh, yeah, it, well, add, it adds to the suspense. This has been a really good World Cup, also, um, and I've heard a lot of other people who know more about soccer than me say that because. There's a lot of drama, and you've got a lot of heavy hitters in the middle of it. So, like, tomorrow, Germany and Brazil are both playing, and they both could be eliminated. Not not playing each other. One's at 7, one's at 11. But they could both potentially be eliminated tomorrow. Now, they're probably both going to get through, but it's exciting that... There's a chance. Yeah, like, there's a lot more parity that's happening right now. I also think, I, I like I said, I had a friend who asked me what I thought about... Um, the instant replay and I was like well look I've only been watching soccer like 10 years 12 years whatever so I'm the wrong guy to ask because I would you know like I, I haven't watched it my whole life the way you have so it doesn't bother me and also I grew up in the US where we've always had like we've had replay for so long it's just part of our sports yeah um and so far I've I've, I've liked it um any anything from you any but you'd pick to win anything? No, I'm enjoying it. I'm hoping that uh, I like that Senegal team. I'm hoping they win. They get into the next round. So that'll be on Thursday. Which, but they got to play Colombia, right? Yeah. I don't see them beating Colombia. 
Columbia looks good. Columbia finally put their got their stuff together that last game. It's a good team. Um, but I'm enjoying watching it. The uh, Senegal team, for some reason, changed their goalie from the first game, and their goalie was shady, uh, which he should have been better in that game. But, uh, no, I'm enjoying uh, It's good. You know, you wake up early and you have something on, and then you could have the rest of the day. Well, so that's, that's kind of how I feel. That's the thing. Like, I, I, in theory, that sounds great, but... I keep waking up and like not getting, you know, not starting my day till like one thirty because I've been watching soccer the whole time. And by that point, I'm like, well, day's pretty much gone, you know, like, and I get nothing done, which is horrible. Or I've been out drinking, watching the games, and then really can't get anything done. Yeah. So, um, but I guess next week we'll have to do a little preview of what's going on. The knockout stages start on Saturday. So we will, we'll be in the middle of that whenever we do record this again. Um, it looks like one half of the group is going to be, like, stacked. Yeah. And so, um, anyway. Um, and the other big news is uh, the draft and free agency. Yeah, before we get into that, there was just a breaking news here. Clips traded Austin Rivers. He's off their team. To the Wizards for Martin Gortat. Remember when we said who who wants that guy? I was just going to say that's two guys nobody wants for each other. But it looks like now that uh, that means that uh, DeAndre Jordan's probably gone, right? What you're going to move DeAndre Jordan because you got Gortat? Well, I think there was a rumor that he's going to Dallas. Really? Yeah. Why would Dallas want him after he already? They still. It's looking like he's going to try to. So if you don't remember, uh, DeAndre Jordan signed a con- or gave a verbal agreement to yeah. sign with Dallas two years ago, and then at the last hour reneged and went back to the Clippers, leaving them without any free agents. And so, I, I mean, I don't know. Because uh, DeAndre Jordan can opt out this year and become an unrestricted free agent, and there's rumors that he's going to go to Dallas. I, would you want DeAndre Jordan? Like, I don't... That wouldn't interest me. I mean, I guess Dallas has to do what they have to do because now they're starting to get, you know, a team that can sort of make some noise if they really... Yeah. So... So, anyway, the draft went on. Suns had a really good draft. Uh, they have a really good... Uh, they had the first pick in the draft, and they took the best player in the draft, in my opinion. Um, Who did? Suns. No, Queen you know. And uh, he's such a homer. They have um, a good core group of guys now. Yeah, we just gotta hope that they can maybe get a free agent. They actually do. They got a really like exciting team when you start thinking about it. Like if if uh, it was a Josh Jaron Jackson, Josh Jackson, Josh Jackson, if he's like good, Booker, and then they have uh, DeAndre Ayton, and then they have you know all their other guys like Marquise Chris and all these young guys. I mean, they got a whole young team. Don't they have like they, Reggie they Jackson? Need a, they need a point guard, though. Well, that's too easy. Honestly. There's like so many point guards in the NBA right now. Well, they're going to they're gonna sign one in three Well, they, why don't, they should trade game. for Schroeder. They're trying to get rid of him out of Atlanta. I like sure. that guy. Sure. Um, Alright, so that happened in the... Um, so there wasn't like that many surprises. There was a couple trades. Um... That happened uh, where people were. Was it Luca? 
Yeah, they traded up to get Luka Doncic. So he's going to the uh, Mavs. Mavs playing that, with DeAndre, which I think was great for them. I think that was worth that was worth the gamble. Um, I don't know about your boys trading up with their two guys because neither of those guys seem to matter to me. Mikael Bridges. Yeah, or, the thing about I didn't understand. You know, I liked it at the time, but now I'm like, he's not going to be in the starting lineup. So, which is weird because now you're like, I don't know. I thought they, they should have gotten Michael Porter at that. Yeah, I agree. Well, yeah. we were sitting next to each other. Yeah. We were all watching Michael Porter waiting for him to get drafted. I mean, it would have been a good, uh, that would have been a good pickup. But uh, he's a good player at Bridges. Maybe they're using him as an asset for something. But their team is like, he's going to be coming off the bench. And you, you know, that guy was picked at what, twelve? Was it twelve? He was picked. No. Uh, yeah, he was picked at twelve. No, the guy who was picked at twelve. Mikael Bridges. It's Miles Bridges. That's the thing, Mikael uh, Bridges. Oh yeah, that's right. Ten. Ten. Sorry. Um, and his mom was all psyched that because she works, she works for the Sixers. She right? works for the Sixers. And then, uh, so he got picked at ten. And then got traded, and uh, I don't know. I don't really understand it, but hopefully uh, it works works out well. Right now their GM knows this is his last go, um, and he's just like, I'm going to try to pull out all this stuff. Well, I guess they expect Bridges, Mikhail Bridges, to be more ready than the, the guy, Zyre Smith or whatever his name is, the guy that they – so, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I mean, I, I, they gave up a first round pick every, in 2021. Yeah, that, who cares? We mean who cares? It's too. It's not even their pick. Whose pick was it? It was Miami's pick. Yeah. See, I I, I think that that's more valuable than. Anyway, I don't think it's. Uh, I, I don't think it's a big deal. Um, but have, yet, but yet, you think that the they 16th have a lot of pieces. Is, wait a second. This is the problem. You think that when you own the 16th pick, that it's a gold, but when. You give away the 16th pick, you're like, nah, or whatever the Miami pick will be. You're like, nah, no one cares about that pick. No, the thing about that pick is, is that um, they already have so many young guys that if any of these guys pan out, they're going to have a first round. I mean, you know, they could have assets. These All these guys are young. They're like 20 years old. Right, it's true. I don't know. To move up four spots to get in, a... In three years. Between two guys that are... You, you could throw a quarter. Honestly, if I showed you pictures of both those guys right now, you would know the difference between them. Which one? The... Zaire and the other guy? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Mikhail? Yeah. Yeah, they probably could pick him out. If you want to try that, sure, go ahead. Let's see if I can do it. Um... um so anyway, um, other, than that, other than that, other than that, there wasn't really too many surprises other than Michael Porter dropping that low. Um, I guess his back is messed up. Um, but this week we're getting into some free agency stuff, which I'm really excited for. And I'm excited to just sit on July 7th and not do anything but watch ESPN and or July 1st and watch who's going where. Right. So this is the big one, right? Like you said, July 4th, LeBron is going. He said he'll announce where he's going by July 4th. Yes. That's pretty impressive. 
You know, I, I'm I mean, gonna give him credit for that. The funny thing is, is like he's like, I don't want a recruiting like bonanza, but he really does because he wants to go to a team where he's gonna be able to compete. You know, like he's gonna. I think he feels that if wherever he goes, someone's gonna come with him. Is that Zaire Smith or Mikael Bridges? That's Zaire Smith. You're right. Okay. Because he's a lot skinnier. All right. Um, but, um, um, yeah, he's, I mean, look, it's good. He's got to opt in by, by July 1st, so we're going to know that. He's going to opt out. There's no reason for him not to. Well, there is, because no, he's going to make less money. He's not going to make less money. He'll make less money if he doesn't opt in. He's already got a shit ton of money. I understand, but he's you can't say make, that. But you're saying there's no reason. There is a reason. Unrestricted free agent. He's going to make a ton of cash wherever he goes and a big signing bonus. Look, I'm not going to disagree with your opinion. I'm just telling you the facts are there is a difference. It's the amount of money he can make. So if he wants the max, he has to opt in. Otherwise, he gets out. Now, he may not care that much. Fine. But... If he wants to make He's the max. Get, you mean a super max? Yeah, whatever the, the Chris yeah. Paul rule is. That he can make the most money by opting in. And then they can sign and trade or do something He's going to make a max contract wherever he is. Yeah, but he's not going to make the... Right. I understand what you're saying. It's... You can speak for him and say he doesn't need all he that doesn't money. Want, he fine. doesn't want to be in Cleveland. All right. I don't know. What are the odds right now? I'm going to give you the odds and then we can get going out of here. Um... The Lakers are probably the favorite. They were the favorite. They were a heavy favorite before. Everybody else was in the plus. The Lakers were at three, I think, plus three or minus 350. Let's see. Right now, Lakers are th- minus 300 or they're one to three. The State of the Cavs is now only plus 160. He's not staying. The Sixers are five to one. Rockets, 10 to one. Celtics, 20 to one. Clippers, 40 to one. Heat, 40 to one. Spurs four to one. Well, now that they got Mark Martin Gortat, that that number should go up. That's true. <laughs> what about the does not play a regular season game at one hundred and one? Any chance? No. All right, I'll take that bet if you want to. No, I don't want to do that. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for coming up. For uh, that's right. We'll, we'll have a lot to talk about next week with the uh, free agency underway and soccer and stuff, but. Uh, I think we should do the uh, movie comparison next week. Uh, well, don't tease it unless we're ready to do it. We also got Sicario coming out. There's some things happening. All right. Well, you'll be surprised. How about that? Yeah. All right. For those who are listening. For that one person listening. All right. Should I check our email? Sure. Why not? All right. I'm just What's gonna... our email? The Armchair Network at Gmail. Yeah, I think that I think that's what it is. Uh, so email this... us, guys. Uh, let's see. <laughs> let me see. Uh, which one? I, armchair Armchair Network at Gmail dot com. And our how many emails do we have? I have. We haven't heard from Jared in a while. Other than when I predicted that there'd be a sweep. We've got three emails: two from Google, one from Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're doing well in this podcast. All right. Talk to you later.